Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on January 19th, 2022. We're going to take a look at salt today. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus refers to his disciples and other followers as salt of the earth. I think it's important to apply a cultural and historical perspective to this saying in order to really understand how his disciples and other followers would have interpreted its meaning. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your divinely inspired word that we call the Holy Bible. As we receive your word by reading or hearing, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit to activate that word and help us to boldly share your word with others. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever referred to someone as salt of the earth? If so, what do you really mean by that? Did you know that the saying has biblical foundation? And did you know that the person that actually spoke those words to his disciples and other followers was Jesus? With a combination of commentary, reflection, and scripture, let's see if we can unpack what he really meant. Now, an overview from the Lexham Bible Dictionary regarding salt. I'm going to read this. Gives a little background on historical background and cultural background. Salt is one of the most common substances on the earth and cannot be destroyed by fire or time. Also known as white gold, it is one of the most significant substances in history, along with iron, gold, and wheat. In ancient societies, it was a valuable social and economic commodity. In ancient Egypt, it was a symbol of luxury, and Egyptians used to use it in the mummification of their dead and to preserve olives and fish. Salt has also served as a significant figurative symbol. Sharing salt was a symbol of friendship and hospitality. And conflicts, and ancient conflicts, concluded with a meal consisting of bread and salt as a symbol of friendship. And one more piece of information that comes from the Encyclopedia of Word and Phrase Origins. In ancient times, salt was highly valued, so much so that spilling salt became an unlikely, an unlucky omen among the Romans. Roman soldiers were in fact paid in salt at one time, the origin of our word salary. Through the centuries, a number of expressions reflected the importance of the precious seasoning and preservative. Not worth his salt referred to the salary the Roman soldiers were paid. To sit above the salt was to sit in a place of distinction above the salt cellar at a medieval table. Also noted from another Bible dictionary, salt was an important preservative in the ancient world, considered essential for life. 
Now, in the Bible, in the Levitical laws, we learn that salt was connected to sacrificial offerings. And that's evident in Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13. Season all your grain offerings with salt. Do not leave the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain offerings. Add salt to all your offerings. You may be wondering why I'm offering all this information about salt. I want to establish its value before I dive into our reading for the day. And the setting for this reading is on a hillside above the Sea of Galilee. And I can attest to the beauty of the setting because in late 2018, I visited there with our pastor and his wife and a group of others. After the blessings Jesus listed in his, what is known as Sermon on the Mount, he uses salt as a metaphor for his disciples' beneficial influence on others. Now, you've heard Jesus referred to as rabbi, which basically means teacher. In the book of Matthew, this is the beginning of his teaching ministry. He was teaching the Israelites what it meant to live in the new kingdom of God. Jesus was letting them know about God's rescue mission for the world that involved confronting evil, restoring God's reign, and creating a new family. This new kingdom would be upside down compared to what the historical and cultural norms were. He was preparing his people to follow him. Here's the reading from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The Word of the Lord. Among the various uses for salt in the ancient world, the most prominent are as a preservative or a cleansing agent or as flavoring. In either case, it symbolizes the beneficial influence of the disciple on society or the new family that Jesus was talking about. 
Strictly speaking, sodium chloride is a stable compound which cannot lose its quality. But the salt used in Palestine, derived either from the deposits around the Dead Sea or from salt pans in which water was evaporated, was not pure sodium chloride, and the salt could leach out, leaving other minerals like gypsum. Once that happened, it could not be reseasoned. So disciples who have lost the salting would make them ineffective. Salt has so far pointed to the sacrificial character of discipleship and to a generally beneficent quality of life. The good salt, which could characterize disciples, consists in or results in peaceful relationships. While salt as a metaphor for peacefulness is in itself an unusual use, in the Old Testament, salt symbolizes a covenant as written in Numbers chapter 18, verse 2, and 2 Chronicles chapter 13, verse 15. While in some writings, salt stands for wisdom or pleasing speech, as Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, which is a sound basis for good relationships. Here is that verse, Colossians 4, verse 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I don't know about you, but for me, there have been many opportunities during this pandemic to get mad and overreact, and also the option of extending grace. And for the record, I've done both, but hopefully, if measured, grace would tip the scales. So we have choices for seasoning our conversations with pepper or hot sauce, if you will, or season them with salt, which Paul compares to being full of grace. The pepper and hot sauce seasoning occurs quickly if we have a knee-jerk reaction, whereas seasoning our conversations with salt takes a more measured approach. There is no single fixed metaphorical meaning of salt, and it is probably unwise to be too specific in decoding its significance in this sequence of sayings. Broadly, they convey the message that discipleship is a serious matter, that it carries the potential for coming unseasoned, and that it is important to work at in such a way that the disciple group, or family if you will, retains its integrity and distinctiveness as a community of peace. To put salt in a more earthly context, consider the use of salt I gleaned from another resource titled Social Science Commentary on the Synoptic Gospels. The word earth in Matthew 5, chapter 13, may well refer to something we're not familiar with in our modern culture. The earth is an outdoor earthen oven found near the house. The ideal householder had a house fronted by a walled courtyard that contained an earthen oven, a double stove, a millstone for grinding, a dung heap, along with chickens and cattle. The earthen oven used the dung as fuel. The dung heap was salted with salt plates. They were used as a catalyst to make the dung burn. Salt loses its saltiness when the exhausted plates no longer serve to facilitate burning. 
Unlike Matthew, Luke specifies that salt without saltiness is fit neither for the earth nor the dunghill. You might be saying, are you kidding me? Well, let's look at Luke chapter 14, verses 34 through 35, and see what Luke quotes Jesus as saying. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Well, the bottom line is salt has many beneficial uses, and the followers of Jesus that heard his Sermon on the Mount would have been able to relate his statement, you are the salt of the earth. Salt is used as a preservative to save meat and food from spoiling, just as Jesus saves us from separation from God for sinning and falling from grace. Light shines outward and brings visibility just as spreading the gospel will allow others to see the truth of Jesus and salvation by faith. If we choose to let God's word be part of our spiritual diet and we share that word with others, we too will become salt of the earth and the light of the world. You see, once God's word enters into our heart and our mind, the Holy Spirit activates it and the gospel cannot be stopped. Let us pray. Almighty God, stir up the gift of your grace within us and make it such that we shall indeed become more like Jesus and influence all who come in contact with us. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.